all of my worth was tied up in trying to be as thin as possible, trying to be as fit as possible, not having any body fat, not having, you know, any um, reason for anybody to call me unfit. Why are you tied up in this? Like, why does this matter so much to you? Like, would you be happy if you gained a little bit of weight? You know, all this other stuff. And it was just this constant, constant thing that I couldn't get away from and I couldn't stop thinking about. I finally, like, I talked to somebody about it and I prayed about it. And I was like, man, if I continue to do this, if I continue to work out right now in this point in my life, that's going to continue to be my mental thought process. And that's not healthy. Welcome back to the Building Better People podcast. This is your host, Charlie Lima. Today, I have Jennifer Ramirez on the podcast. She shares her story. It is going to inspire you, and you're going to totally appreciate how honest and vulnerable she is um, sharing some of her highs and lows throughout her fitness journey. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Jennifer Ramirez. I'm 38 years old. I work at Fujifilm Diosynth, and it's a biopharmaceuticals firm. We basically uh, make pharmaceuticals, viral pharmaceuticals, for clients who are in phase one and two trials of human testing. Um, and I got into CrossFit about five years ago. My friend uh, Deidre actually got me to come with her to one of her CrossFit classes because um, I had heard like all the injuries and stuff like that, and so I just wasn't interested in it. And she's really like down to earth and grounded and stuff like that, and so she finally drug me along and I just absolutely loved it. So yeah, that's awesome. So five years CrossFit. That was about, yeah, I think so. 2014? Something like that, yeah. Oh, well tell me when, uh, I mean, you're, have you been in shape your whole life? Give me kind of a little background on it. Yeah. Um, so when I was a kid, I was in gymnastics for a couple years. I did soccer, I did volleyball, I did softball, but I never did any of it. Like, I'm not a super competitive person. Um, so I, once we got to, like, high school and the super competitive areas, I was, it just wasn't fun anymore. And it was just, it was all about winning and, and this and that. And I'm just like, you know, I'm the person over there. It's like, as long as you're trying, it's fine. Like, everybody just have a good time. <laughs> so, you know, it just kind of turned me off to it. Um, and then I went to the military when I was 17. So then you have to like keep up your fitness. So, yeah. Tell me how long did you serve? So I was active duty from 98 to 2007. So I think it was like nine and a half years. And then I was in the reserves for three years. Have you always wanted to be in the military? How'd you make that trip? Yeah. Tell me that story. I was kind of worried you're going to ask this question. (laughs) Um, okay. So Basically, what it comes down to is I was, I, I test well, but um, I was running in a really bad group of people, and uh, I didn't want to go to school. I started school when I was four. I was a 16-year-old senior. I graduated when I was 17 years old, <clears throat> um, and I didn't want to do school anymore. And I'm from Lafayette, Louisiana, which is a really affluent area. So you kind of like, if you don't go to college, you, you know, you you can't really have a good like living like you work at a gas station or you can't get hired anywhere good. So I was smart enough to know that I I wouldn't make it in college and uh, I didn't have the motivation or the desire really to make it into college. So what were my options? And I'm like, man, I'm not with a good group of people who are going to, you know, help me in life. And I was making really poor choices and all this other stuff. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go into the military, get myself away from all of this stuff and learn a job skill, get money for college, et cetera. And it just, 
it worked out and um it was really good for me it was a really good growing experience for me so yeah and now i mean it's behind you You're, yes i'm out <laughs> yeah well thank you for serving yeah sure absolutely and i'm sure that was probably like a I mean, very memorable experience overall. Yeah, I was there for quite a while. Now, did you work out while you were in the military? I mean, was that part of your, your yeah, protocol? Yeah, that's part of it. Yeah. yeah, Monday through Friday, PT in the mornings. Um, and if you suck at running or push-ups or whatever, if you fail on your PT test, you have to do it on Saturdays as well. So it was like a mandatory thing, getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning and you know, running for an hour or doing whatever for an hour. So Every morning, PT. Every morning, Yes. Wow. And is that, I mean, would you say you got in really good shape? Um, I wasn't, that's kind of a hard question to answer because it's like relative, right? Mm. And so like for the military, I wasn't like in super, super great shape or anything. I was average. Um, but for like regular standards, yeah, I was in good shape back then. Yeah. I just think right now, like if we did that, like citywide, <laughs> like yeah. wake everybody up at 4am <laughs> for an hour of PT. I'm not a morning person. <laughs> Man, that's, I mean, that's yeah all year round. Yeah. Wow. All the time. And so towards the end of, now was there, because they say CrossFit kind of started in the military and it sounds like, that was like, from my understanding, I, I started CrossFit in 2008, but mm -hmm. you know, the, like the Murph wad, you know, was created mm -hmm. in 2005. Mm -hmm. And so, but there's a lot of um, early records we'll call it of crossfit in the military and that was kind of right around when you were in there did you remember any of that type of working out no no it was just typical running push-ups sit-ups yeah you know that kind of thing all the time warm you up work you out stretch you down you know cool down and stuff like mm -hmm. that but it wasn't i don't remember anything um being similar to CrossFit back then. Now, if you look at the PT standards now, because our PT test back when I was in, it was a two mile run, um, max push-ups, max sit-ups. And that was your PT test. Oh, well, it was push-ups, sit-ups in the run, but whatever. So now if you look at the PT standards, cause I keep up on it sometimes, I'm just curious. And it's like deadlift and how many pull-ups can you do or how long can you hang from the bar? And like all these different standards that they're transitioning to now, that are actually more like, I think they have a uh, sled pulls and pushes or something like that too. Wow. Yeah. And so it's a, it's a lot different, which I think is actually better because I deployed to Afghanistan in <clears throat> 2008, 2009 and running push-ups and uh, sit-ups will only make you so fit. And if that's all you're focusing on just to pass a PT test, if you have to go, you know, outside the wire or whatever, and you have to like drag somebody or you have to do something, like get out of a vehicle with all your gear on that's upside down, you know, like we do rollover training and it's really hard to get out of an upside down Humvee when you have all of your heavy gear on, you know? And so it's a lot more, um, practical. What is now. Can you expand on rollover training oh, for yeah, us non-military? <laughs> so, okay. So before you go to Afghanistan, you have to do all kinds of training. Um, just to prepare you for what you may or may not experience whenever you're in country. So rollover training, it's when you're, you know, you're driving and if something happens, like you hit an ID or you go off the road or whatever, and your Humvee flips, you have to know how to get out of your vehicle. And so they had the, and it was really neat. They had this Humvee, um, and they had it on an axle. And so they flipped it 
while you're in it. And so you have like the turret, the 50 cal turret on the top and you have four people in the vehicle. And so you're wearing, um, all of your gear. So your Kevlar and then your body, your vest, and then your, uh, gas mask and all of a sudden you have your weapon with you. And so they roll it over and they train you. It's like, okay, you have to be able to unhook your seatbelt and you have to unhook your buddies and you can't like fall on your head. And you know, they like train you on how to get out and how to get the gunner who's in the turret with a 50 cal, how to get him out. That's the hardest position to get out. So, um, so yeah, they kind of, they do Man, that. And it seems like that's like working out, you know, in itself, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you're, you're, and you worked out that morning and you're kind of working out all day. <laughs> I mean, it's a, I mean, again, I, I've never been in the military and, mm-hmm. and from a, from our angle, it's like, we don't know, you know, like people who've never been in, but just hearing yeah. you, you even share that is, it's like, wow, like, yeah, it's pretty intense. So a lot. Yeah. <laughs> what, um, okay. So you got out in 2009. I got off of active duty in 2009, correct. Okay, and then what did kind of that transition in your life look was it, like? No, two, wait. no, yeah, I got out completely in 2009. So the transition, it was challenging. Um, I Okay, so I came back from Afghanistan in 2009, and I uh, had some, you know, you can't drink a lot over there, and you can't, you know, do a lot of stuff in country. Like I smoked before I went. to Afghanistan. I quit right before I went to Afghanistan and, um, coming back, it was just, it was just stressful because when you're in country and I didn't have like a super crazy stressful job while I was there, thank goodness. Um, but your stress levels like really high. And when you come home, people expect you to just kind of like start living again and start acting, you know, like acting like you were before and everything. Um, and if you've ever lived in a high stress environment, it, you know, it takes you a while to kind of like come down, you know, it's, you can't just like drop from 100 to zero Mm. and be able to function like that. And so when you come back, you're like at such a high anxiety and you're like so aware of like everything around you. And it was just, it was a challenge. I think it was a lot easier for me cause I didn't, um, experience, I mean, we got bombed a few times and like there was some stuff, but I didn't have to experience a lot of what other people do. And I didn't, I don't have a family, so I didn't have people who like, I don't have a husband and kids and right. stuff. So I don't have people who depend on me to be in a mental state, a different mental state from what I'm able to be in. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was a transition, but yeah. Whereas like maybe that component could actually force someone upon like having to get everything in their minds. Right. But yeah. Or because of the circumstances with kids and a wife who's, and you have all these expectations put on you and then you don't have the ability to take care of yourself because you're expected to take care of, other people as soon as you come back. were you able i mean like did you get help did you like what was how did you get better if you call it that i mean well i didn't um it was just over time um <clears throat> i think what did i do whenever i got back oh so whenever i can i wasn't a christian until i was 28 years old um and and you're 38 i'm 38 so that was 10 years so it was like 2009 right yeah, when you got when back. I came back okay so what happened was I got back and I started working out a lot. Um, I was really thin. I wouldn't call my, I, I was not as strong as I am now by any means, but I was just really thin. 
And so I got back and I just worked out, worked out, worked out. I, you know, I didn't go out with my friends or anything like that. And I think that's how I coped with just the anxiety levels. Um, and I didn't, so I didn't ever, you know, seek professional help because I wasn't, um, necessarily at that point where I was hurting myself or damaging myself. You know, I was just working out a little bit too much. So I was like, oh, well, I'm not smoking and I'm not drinking and I'm a little bit older. And I was like, now's a great time to be a good person and go to church because that's what good people do, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, so my trainer at the time had this church vine and she suggested that I go to that one. And so I went and I remember um, I walked in the building and I almost turned around. And I was just like, oh, I can't turn around. Everybody will notice. It was a church of like almost 2,000 people. Nobody would have noticed if I would have left, you know. Mm -hmm. But I was like, oh, no. And so I stayed. And I don't remember who was teaching. And I don't remember what they were teaching on. I just remember hearing for the first time is like this guy talk about God and then talk about his failures and how the scripture related to his life and how he practically applied it. And he was... Cause I had only gone to church for a couple of years when I was younger, like maybe two. And you know, our pastor was like, Oh, you know, this is the way to do things and I'm perfect. And you know, it was this perception of like, he'd never sinned. And so, um, but there was a, that church was really hurting. And so there was a lot going on, um, that was just, you know, hypocritical mm-hmm. and, but nobody talked about it, you know? And so it was very like, let's sweep everything under the rug. And so this one, it's like, wow, this guy's putting his mistakes out there and all this other stuff. And then during worship, I just started to cry and I'm like, what is happening? Mm. Like, what is going on? And, um, I just kept going back. Like God was, you know, getting in my heart. And I think that was really, um, God's saving me. And I think that had, that really helped me transition a lot more than anything else would have is the fact that, God had been reaching out to me for years um, before that point, but he chose that time in my life coming back from Afghanistan and, you know, the mental state that I was in to, uh, to really get at me and start like healing me of, of not only the stuff coming back from Afghanistan, but, you know, a lot of other things like Mm -hmm. in me that I was kind of like holding on to. So, yeah. So this is such a big part of your life. And I Mm -hmm. think kind of your story, obviously it's, it's not only your testimony, it's coming home from, you know, a a serving in the military. It's really a a strong part of your fitness journey because it sounds Mm -hmm. like that was like a really lot of exercise in that time, which you probably were using that. And I think sometimes we can all be guilty of, we use that, right? Like it's Mm -hmm. like this, this one thing we can have control over, like mm-hmm. you can control how often you go to the gym. You can probably do as, you know, I mean, yeah. some people can overdo it, right? We can mm-hmm. run. That's what I was Excessively. Doing. Yep. And it kind of, like you said, like it almost like you were operating in so much adrenaline mm-hmm. in the military, I guess, especially in Afghanistan that you're just that high, you're constantly go, go, go. And then when you came down, it was like, uh, so you work out, right? Because that keeps mm-hmm. us high, high energy, high adrenaline. So... Let's talk about first the working out piece. So okay. how, when you came back and you said you started working out all the mm-hmm. time, like how did that like even, I mean, start? Was it because you were working out in the military so much yes. and you missed it? So I was like, when I went to Afghanistan, okay, when I got off of active duty before I went to Afghanistan, I had gained a little bit of weight. Well, in Afghanistan, all I had to do was work out. I worked out, I was in the gym like four hours a day. Um, <clears throat> and so when I got back, I wanted to maintain my physique. So I, 
and I think a lot of people in that military culture, um, we idolize fitness. We are just like, oh, if you can't run two miles in a certain time, like you're a piece of garbage. And if you can't do this, you know, you're a piece of garbage and blah, blah, blah. And so we idolize fitness. We put this fitness on a platform. And so it's like, man, if I'm not skinny enough, if I pop tape, if I'm too heavy, you know, popping tape is that you're overweight for the military. You know, if I'm too heavy, you know, I'm, I'm just a piece of trash. Like it's not, it's, I'm not worth anything. It's like so much of my worth was tied up, um, in my fitness levels at that time. So actually after I started going to church, God was like, um, you, you, you can't work out anymore. And so I actually stopped working out for several years um, after that until, you know, God kind of like got at that idol mm. and changed it and like, you know, changed my thought, pot, my thought patterns and all that other stuff. And then, so basically you're at this point, you're working all the time. It's kind of your own masking mm-hmm. of pain. Yeah. And God starts dealing with it. Mm-hmm. And eventually, I mean, okay, so <laughs> here I am, I'm, I'm listening. Yeah. I can totally relate to the person who mm-hmm. loves to work out, works out a lot, because that's been me. And the idea of giving it up completely, mm-hmm. and for you to say that for years, like me putting myself in your shoes, that had to be incredibly hard. And it had to be from the Lord or else you wouldn't have done that. So yeah. how did that message from God really come? You, you obviously are using the word idol. I understand the vocabulary, but yeah. even for listeners who aren't familiar with that language. So sure expand on that so they can understand where you were and what God said and how you decided that exercise was something you needed to give up. Right. So basically all of my worth as a person like was tied up in my physical appearance. It's like I was, cause I'm not a little, I'm not a little girl. Like I'm, I'm pretty, um, I don't want to say big bone cause that's not true, but you know, I'm, I have a larger frame. And so a lot of the girls that I was with in the military where they're like these little tiny skinny girls who could just run forever. And I have, I also have asthma, so it's really challenging for me to run. But, you know, so like all of my worth was tied up in trying to be as thin as possible, trying to be as fit as possible, not having any body fat, not having, you know, any um, reason for anybody to call me unfit. And so by, um, what I mean by idolizing is all of my self-worth was wrapped up in being fit in my appearance. And so um, I was praying about it and I wasn't even praying about it. I was just praying and God kept bringing this up. And this is what he does with me is like, I'm not the fastest on the uptake. (laughs) And so he repeats things a lot to me. Um, And so it was just constantly on my mind is like, um, why are you tied up in this? Like, why does this matter so much to you? Like, would you be happy if you gained a little bit of weight and you know, all this other stuff. And it was just this constant, constant thing that I couldn't get away from and I couldn't stop thinking about. And so I finally, like I talked to somebody about it and I prayed about it and I was like, man, if I continue to do this right now, if I continue to work out right now in this point in my life, that's going to continue to be my mental thought process. And that's not healthy. And so, um, I didn't, you know, I just, I, I had to stop and it, I hiked and I lived in a place, I lived in a national forest. So like I hiked and I kayaked and I did, you know, stuff like that. So, but I didn't actively like go into a gym or I didn't go for runs or I didn't seek out being fit. You so know? give me, uh, that sounds like it was probably what led you to 2014 maybe. Yeah. So give me, so. But, but instead of going to 14, I want to hear about how that 
like how the Lord used that to minister to your soul. Like how you mm-hmm. talk about kayaking, and I just already am like oh, imagining this like uh, awesome experience mm-hmm. of you know not not that one experience, but you're right. doing things that you're 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 expressing your health and fitness, but mm-hmm. not in the like one hour right. gym way that so many people are trained to do. Yeah. So you're 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 almost a, you know give me a little bit more about that four years or sure. Well, first of all, in that time, I gained 25 pounds. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so that folks, was part of it. you got to keep coming to the gym unless God tells you. <laughs> but but during that time, you know, I was still able to do the things that I liked. And and by the time that I had gained that much weight, it was um, it was a little bit more challenging to do the things that I like to do, like kayaking and hiking. So I get to God by going in nature. That's just what happens. Like uh, kayaking for me is just restoring to my soul. Like I go, I could be having the worst day and I just go out on the lake and everything is quiet and it's just me and my kayak and my paddles and just being in the water and just that peace is so serene for me. The same thing with hiking and just being out in nature by myself, you know, bring my dog or whatever, but to, to be um, surrounded by beauty like that. And that's where... It's just restoring to my soul. And so during all that process, and the reason I brought up the fact that I gained 25 pounds was I was so much more comfortable with who I was by that point in time, by the time that I had gained 25 pounds. Like I wasn't, yeah, I knew I didn't look my best or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, But I was so comfortable I was, I was focusing more on who I was and who God wanted me to be than I was on my physical appearance. And so in those four years, being able to get to him through nature and allowing him to work on, to break down that idol, essentially, and to show me more of who he intended me to be, um, I just became so much more like confident and who I actually was and not just my appearance. Yeah, no, it sounds, and I, I, I would say to encourage you, like I think one of the things that you do very well is present yourself and as a very secure individual. You know, and I, and I mean that with, you know, especially in the gym, like in an environment that can mm-hmm. be very much like conscious of, you know, how I look or how, you know, how much mm-hmm. weight or how this and that, but as a, as you know, I'm in this environment. I mean, I've been a personal trainer for a long time and it's really awesome to hear that this experience, cause I didn't know that this happened in your mm-hmm. life, but I have, and maybe it's a convert. I mean, you've been here for a while, so I've, we've had conversations and maybe it's a conversation or two that I just felt like, Oh my, like there, there's like, you can tell you're secure in that. Like you feel oh, you're, thanks. it's a confidence, right? It's, it's like, you know, I don't have to I don't have to be super strong. I don't have to be super skinny. I don't have to be super fit. I am just happy with where I am, you know? Yeah. And it's a great gift from the Lord. Yeah, that's because, exactly what it is. Because the alternative is, I hate the way I look. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm too big. I'm too little. I'm My times aren't this. My, you mm-hmm. know, and, and I, I think anybody and everybody, including myself, who's listening to this podcast can... Uh, have been there. We've been there before and we yeah. go back and forth. So, you know, it's kind of, but ultimately it sounds like 
there's a big victory over that. Oh, yes. In that absolutely. four years, you know? Yeah. And so that's really awesome. So 2014, you find CrossFit. Yes. How, how did that happen? You said it was, okay. yeah. So my friend Deidre brought me and I had tried like, cause I had, I think, uh, probably about six months to a year before 2014, I felt like I could start working out again. And so I tried to do the gyms and the rec centers and all this other stuff. And I could never find like a consistent workout partner. And I just cannot motivate myself to go to a gym where I don't talk to anybody and work out and get a good workout. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so she brought me to, she suggested that I go to this CrossFit. And so I go to this CrossFit and it was in some girl's garage, you know, just really not normal. We didn't do like Olympic lifting or anything like that. And so it was very, uh, not typical CrossFit. And just the fact that there were other people there working out who were talking to me and like the trainer was talking to me, I was so excited. And then after about a year, I switched to a regular CrossFit gym. Um, and that was a little bit more, uh, the community there wasn't as great and that's okay. Like I found some of the best trainers there. So the, my favorite trainer actually opened his own gym and that was CrossFit Hinosis. It's one of the shirts that I wear all the time. Uh And this is a gym I talk about here all the time. Yes. Yes. Um, and I, and within the year that I was there, cause, um, I was there for a year before I moved here and the year that I was there, like leaps and bounds, just growth in my CrossFit. Like I was able to start doing my first strict pull-ups and pull-ups without a band and, you know, lifting, uh, overhead squats, got, uh, got stronger. My overhead squat got stronger. My snatch, you know, I was doing all these things, my first banded bar muscle up and, you know, just all these things there because like the community was so solid and I just loved being there and loved being with the people. And I love my owners and like, it was just a really fun place to be and to hang out. And I love that they had rules. The rules were like, their first rule was make a new friend. You oh, know what like I mean? That. And it's yeah. like, a go, you know, walk it out and give somebody a high five and have fun and work hard and stuff like that. And it was just, it was just a really, really cool environment to be in. Mm, so, And that was what you said, 14, but then when did you actually go to that gym? Like, was it? So that was two years later. So that was 2016 to 17. And that's before you moved to College Station. Yeah, I moved to College Station in 2017. And what brought you to College Station? Well, <laughs> um, now my, so my church in Carbondale, Illinois, uh, is called Vine and they plant churches in university cities across the country. That's their mission is to reach out to college students who, you know, may not know Jesus or who may have never heard of Jesus and, um, just minister to them. And so, yeah, we, they prayed about it and they felt like college station was one of the churches or one of the cities that we were supposed to plant a church in. And I had felt from God the year before that I was supposed to follow this one particular person. And, you know, they announced that this guy was going and I was like, uh, this is sooner than I expected. And so Mm. I prayed about it again. I'm like, Hey God, you know, is this, is this still what you want me to do? And I felt like an overwhelming, yes, this is, you know, you still, this is still the path I want you on. And so I moved here. I sold my house. I quit my job. You know, I got a new job here. So you're not on staff. Correct. But they, and I found this fascinating (laughs) when you shared it with me the first time. So they, you basically were going on faith yes. that you're going to find a job mm-hmm. and you're going to become a part of the membership or the yes. w- the congregation. Yep. And then you found a job. Yep. And um, you guys, it, it's really cool. Y'all are at the Aggieland or 
what used to be the yeah. Aggieland <laughs> Fitness Dome, which is... Which is now Chrysler Church. Yeah, Chrysler <laughs> Church. And I was there. That's where I technically started my business. So oh, that's crazy. From, you know, they opened in 2004. Mm-hmm. I was at the time personal training somewhere mm-hmm. else. And I had a membership at the Dome. And yeah. for, then in 05, September was when I moved over to the Dome. Uh-huh. And from 2005, 2008, I mean, I was there every day, all day. Yeah. So... Um, I've I told you this. I've wanted to go back just to see it because I. Oh, you should come. It's yeah, really see cool. See what it looks like. So, give me a little snapshot now of kind of like where you're at in your CrossFit and your fitness yeah. and what your you know what what are some of your biggest accomplishments mm-hmm. and then what are um, some of the things that you're hoping to accomplish. Oh man, okay. So before I get into that, I had gone to another gym uh, when I moved here and I wasn't very consistent because again it's a community aspect it just wasn't it didn't fit me very well and so I I came back here or I came here uh and I've been here for I think just about a year Mm -hmm. and like it's the same thing leaps and bounds like everything that I had lost or whatever regressed in like I have gained and then more here because I'm more consistent so my favorite movement is the snatch yeah and I have seen my snatch numbers go up I think I can snatch right now like the last time I PR'd I think it was either 120 or 125 wow. which is pretty good yeah I think. so I'm super excited my goal is to get like a body weight snatch like wow. that is my goal so like 145 so 20 more pounds and I know it's a lot but that's my goal my long-term goal um I want to get I got bar muscle ups during the open this year Whoa, my first bar awesome. muscle up like you know unbanded Um, so that was really, really cool. And I want to be able to like develop that a little bit more. Um, so I think it's just like more of the, uh, the skill movements like that, like get better at kipping and keep my legs together. And just, I feel like a lot of technique work, um, this year. Cause I think I can do the majority of the movements, but I just want to get a little bit better technique wise at the movements. Yeah. So those are my And goals. so how do you given where you've been, and mm-hmm. I'll say been in the two thousand ten to fourteen, and to hear you so confidently like share your goals and mm-hmm. sounds like you want to get better and you know, how does that play out in your head? You know, because I think like you put like two thousand ten mm-hmm. version of you, eleven yeah. with goals and it's probably unhealthy yeah. and it's probably defining and now you have this really, and, and the reason I say this, mm-hmm. Jen, is because I think there's a lot of people that struggle yeah. with with what you've kind of shared about so yeah. openly, and and I think that they have a hard time probably like not obsessing over things, yeah, but sure. but but at the same time, it's you didn't work out for a few years, but now you're like, and I want to snatch 145 pounds. <laughs> I mean, you're, it, but you're saying it with like there's a there's there's a different energy to the way you're talking then I'm sure that would have been had we talked in 2010 11 yeah. and then you don't reach those goals and you're so defeated right. you know and it's and defining that's what it is. yeah that's exactly what it is is it's like I am not defined as a person I'm not putting my worth in if I get to snatch 145 because a bodyweight snatch is it's a pretty hard thing to do Mm -hmm. you know and so it's a pretty challenging thing to do it's a lot of and not only is it strength it's a lot of technique the snatch is one of the most technical movements in crossfit yeah yeah so and so it's just it's a goal that i would like to get to and i want to work hard but it doesn't define who i am as a person it doesn't defeat me it doesn't i'm not there's nothing in me that's wrapped up Mm -hmm. in a number it's like i'm healthy 
I, you know, I'm athletic. Like I can do the things that I like to do. I can go hiking. I can go kayaking. I can go paddle boarding. I can, you know, go hiking and zip lining and, you know, do all these things that I want to do. That's my goal is to, to be strong enough and healthy enough to do all those things. And that's just a perk. Like if mm-hmm. I get to be able to a point to where I can snatch 145, it's just a perk. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Instead Again. of like yes. internalizing that and being like, I'm such a piece of trash if I don't snatch 145. If I can't ever get that, gosh, like, you know, it's yeah. not that internal dialogue. It's, yeah. man, wouldn't it be fun to snatch 145? Like, wouldn't that be a cool thing to say? Or, you know, like I do handstands and handstand walks all the time. It's a fun party trick. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I go and I hang out with my friends and we'll be out at wolf pen or do whatever. And I'll just start walking on my hands for no reason. It's just fun thing to do. And then they try and they, we all act like kids. And I just you know. love how like the Lord basically took this thing away from you mm-hmm. that he knew you loved. And at the time you probably, even through gaining 25 pounds and all of that, you probably like, I mean, if I'm honest, you probably missed it a little, like just from hearing your story, like there's probably pieces of it that you probably, and yeah. now he gave it back to you. And it's so much better than it ever yeah. was before. You know, and like if you had heard this episode that we're sharing back when you were giving it up and really mm-hmm. struggling with that, like how encouraging it is, you know, and I think that's just how he is. He takes something away, but he wants to give it back to you exponentially. Yeah. Um, so two last questions. First okay. is the six week challenge. Oh, yeah. Just give me a little overview of what that experience was for you, how it helped you. So it was really challenging. (laughs) So I I started doing the six weeks challenge because, um, I just wanted to like dial in my nutrition a little bit more. Um, and that's exactly what it did. It like, it helped me. I knew the things to, I think it was, I knew the things to eat, but I never considered portions. I was just like, Oh, I just eat till I'm full, blah, 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 snack all the time. Just eat healthy foods. And, um, it really helped me dial in like portions and what's effective for my body. And during that time, and you even challenged me, and I remember this, you challenged me to start coming five days a week. I told you my goals. I told you I wanted a body weight snatch at that time. And you were like, well, you need to start coming five days a week. And I'm like, I don't have time for that. (laughs) And you were coming at 5 a.m. Yeah, I was coming at, yeah. And I came in at 5 a.m. on Wednesday because I have small group, you know, for my church in the evening on Wednesday, so I can't come then. But, uh, but yeah, I started coming in five days a week and I actually started seeing strength gains and, you know, my muscles were like felt better and I recovered better and all this other stuff. And, and so, yeah, for the six weeks, that was really awesome. Um, it's a, it's challenging to now to stay on it. My job's been insane right recently, but I am, I'm, I feel better when mm. I eat properly and whenever I feel my body yeah. or, you know, what it needs to do. And I can, and I see, um, the workouts aren't like easier, but I do better. Yeah. In the workouts. Like I feel better. That's awesome. So, um, yeah, I think you did great and I'm proud of you for taking on the challenge (laughs) of, and that challenge should go for everybody listening five days a week minimum. (laughs) Um, okay. Last question. We ask every person this, or I finished the podcast with this and it's the title of the podcast. Mm -hmm. It's, um, a very strong driver we'll say in the Mm -hmm. gym, which is building better people. Yeah. What, um, does that mean to you when you hear, when you see those three words on the Mm t-shirts and on the wall, what does that say to you? So I come into CrossFit with a lot of advantages. I'm young ish. I'm, you know, I'm healthy. I have an athletic background. I was in gymnastics and I have all these things. And so I come into this sport with, um, with so many advantages and it's so easy to become complacent. 
to be like, oh, I, you know, I don't need to work that hard today, or I can skip a day, or I can, you know, do whatever. And so the people who are coming in who are doing the Six Weeks Challenge, and they're coming in every day, and they're busting their humps, motivates me to, to be better and to work harder and to, you know, to see, seeing them and encourage them and be like, look, just because you're not putting up what, you know, this person over here is putting up, you're working hard. You're probably working harder than they are. You know, and so to be able to like be motivated by, you know, those those people and to be motivated by others in the gym and then to be able to encourage others as well, <clears throat> I think to me is is being better. Thank you for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the Building Better People podcast where you will hear more stories of individuals being positively impacted by living a healthy lifestyle.